The commercialization of rage in rap absolutely exists, and this article from the Pitchfork posted by Alphonse Pierre absolutely agrees with that. This first bit of the article talks about how corporate-approved rap rage is everywhere, which I 100% agree with. Corporate people and conglomeracies constantly approve rap rage because it is of popular state, especially in our current and modern world with music and creative ability as it is. Rap rage in general entails a lot of rageful and questionable decisions that would otherwise be scary or not very good decisions. Examples include mosh pits, lighting cars on fire, destroying home goods. And essentially, all this type of behavior will get you is punishment. Travis Scott is an artist whose definition of rage in rap involves jumping up and down a lot, getting buzzed off of hard seltzer or marijuana, etc., etc. When this is about as out of control as any of these artists can get while keeping all of their sponsors happy. I agree 100% with this statement. I believe that rage has kind of lost its definition, especially with this modern age of rap. Um, claiming to know and act upon rageful emotion when they don't have this emotion at all. It's just blatant lie and empty filling statements that don't really do anything but emotionally fuel a large crowd for a very short period of time. Which ultimately becomes to be the point of rage rap in full is to captivate an audience for a very, very short period of time, because that is the only amount it is allowed to captivate an audience. It doesn't have any more aspects to captivate an audience for any longer than, say, 2 minutes and 30 seconds. Most of these rage rappers um, tried to make us believe that they're influenced by punks or rock stars from older ages, from rock star ages, when rock or metal was prevalent, when 99.9% .9 of them probably have never listened to the artist, don't take the artist to heart, never have heard the artist's lyrics, or are just going with what is popular vote as of current. What Alfonsi states next is that rage doesn't have to be so straightforward or rely on decades-old rock tropes. It can be subtle and ambiguous or just appear in vocal bursts like it has in rap for generations. Which means that artists don't even have to try to input a modern state of rage into their creation and into their music. There are specific artists that can use their vocals or their visualizations to hook in a viewer or an audience. Um, just to embody the term of rage. But rage is more than just a word you can throw around. If you say it, you have to make us feel it. That's what the very small percentage of artists coming up nowadays are trying to do. Creating a safe space where rage actually is more than just a word or more than just a term or more than just an emotion would be the ultimate goal of this smaller percentage of artists because what they're trying to get across in their lyrics is the fact that nobody hears them outside of lyricism. Once they're inside that point of lyricism, they can convey that 
emotion, that turmoil, that pain, whatever they felt in that moment with rage itself. As of currently in our modern day world, conglomerate people and giant businesses have taken advantage of how popular this genre or subgenre has become. They use it to their advantage to ultimately gain more money and more currency out of every single individual that either enjoys the concept or gives to the concept creatively. In conclusion, rage rap as a whole is beginning to change with artists like Rico Nasty or JPEG Mafia. And I am also one of those artists, Low Rage. So if you enjoyed this podcast, please check out my Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or whatever streaming service you guys use. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time.